Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa Wayne, and with me this week is Big Al. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. No problem. I'm doing great. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty new to the hobby. I, uh have been trying to go to as many tournaments as possible. Um, some of you might have seen me at Adepticon or Atlantic City Open or two of the most recent ones I've been to. Um, I travel a lot for work, so um, whenever uh, I go around, I I'm link up with people and try to, try to get games, but um, I don't have much of a community around me. I'm, I'm out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, so there's not a huge, there's not much community around me, so um, I'm really just trying to get as many games as possible. Fantastic. Um, I I definitely want people to get you to get games with you because getting more people more games is always a good thing. I think. Always. And I must ask you, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? Oh. Um... There's a few really good ones out there that um, that I wanted to see. I'm happy that they're bringing Iceman. Like, I'm very happy that they're bringing Iceman in. He's like, a lot of people have been saying that Nightcrawler is their favorite and they want him in, but I was happy, much happier to see Iceman and Bishop, than Bishop and, uh, than uh, anybody else who was released in Decepticon. But the number one person I want to see the most is Phoenix. I think she could bring something different to the game. I know Charles Xavier could bring something different, but maybe Phoenix could be like that seven or eight threat that's almost like, you know, just, just, just something different. You yeah, know? for sure. I, I am always hesitant about seven plus threat characters. Yeah. Uh, just because so. the history has either shown them to be exceedingly powerful or completely useless. Yeah. But I definitely think proper Phoenix is something that uh, we definitely should see in the game and would make a great one of the boxes where you get both the character and an ultimate encounter inside. Oh, absolutely. And that's, like, I love that about this game, too. Like, I played um, What the Park and Luck over at Adepticon, and um, I tried to get on, on that the special Sentinel ultimate encounter. I think the ultimate encounter is so much fun. Oh, yeah. And they're a great way to bring new characters, new, new people into the game, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, we definitely definitely have an uptake whenever we do a Ultimate Encounter Night. Yeah. And I, I really, really like the uh, Symbiote one, too. Oh, yeah. That one's probably my favorite. And, and Omnis really got me loving that one, too. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, Separation Anxiety is definitely, I think, the best kit they've made, and I would love to see them yeah. do another free-for-all kit. Yeah, absolutely. But now, I must ask you, what character did you bring for us to talk about today? I brought the one and only Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. He has his own title in his name. I mean, how cool is that? Exactly. <laughs> um, he's almost he's almost like the Mad Titan. <laughs> yeah. So, Ronan is a character we've done a couple times before. Uh as is tradition, we only care about the last time we did them. So along with Inhumans and Guardians, which are his home affiliations, we will not be doing S.H.I.E.L.D. So, what affiliations jump out to you for Ronin? 
Oh, well, um, I think he is like almost at his best outside of affiliation in shield, which I is just because of having all the gotcha backs with it. Oh, yeah. Um, with Bucky and Nick Fury, I think that's, that's such a strong combination with him because you just kind of like you don't want to just sacrifice him. You know, he can take a punch, but if he goes down, he's he throws judgment on people and he can uh, retaliate. So having something like that is is a really strong combination. I also really like um, how much control he gives. Like just his builder has a wild throw on a size four. Oh yeah. That's like the only other person who has that. Well, the only two people who have that are, I think are immortal Hulk and, uh, and Thor. Is that right? Uh, size four throw. Yes. On their builder. Yes. I know yeah. of at least one size unrestricted push. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just for a builder to be able to do that. And, I mean, he, we're talking about older characters here with Hulk and Thor, and yeah. they're also dice-dependent, just like Ronan is. But um, some of the things that I've noticed with Ronan is that um, he can be pretty susceptible to stun and, um, like, incinerate and shock. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the better places for him to be in is Winterfell, so that he can just shake those things off Right before he gets to attack. Right before he gets to make his move. Yeah. That, that is a fairly solid call. I think Wintergaard is a really good strategy. Uh, the layering of defensive, defensive tech onto Ronin, who already has uh, shock that he gives out, is really solid. And a lot of board control. So I, and, yeah, and uh, the anti-push. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, look, at, look at Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's got that chains that just push people around. Uh, push them towards him. Well, that can ignore it. Like on a... What, hit Crit Wild? They could uh, ignore it. Uh, crit Wild Shield, I think it is. Oh, okay. Blocked, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's that, that's pretty strong against them. Yes. And I know Ghost Riders, the new Ghost Rider is going to be really, really popular for a while. He's, he's, pretty, he's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out um, Strucker Hydra. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking a lot about that, too. I have about like three lists in my mind that I think he's really good in. Uh, I think Strucker Hydra is awesome. I think um, we could do some sort of a mix with uh, um, Winter Guard and Sam Avengers. Mm-hmm. Might be a really good combination. I also think he's really good in X-Men too. Yeah. I think getting the bump with X-Men really helps him out and cover. I mean, a lot of these... These uh, older characters that don't have invulnerability, that cover is, is really nice. Oh, yeah. And I think people underestimate just how good Universal Weapon is. Oh, my gosh. So strong. Man, so, that is a strong ability. Range for wild uh, yeah. size four push, and if it deals any damage, give out shock, which shock is such a good condition. Absolutely. And range for energy. Don't forget it's energy, which is what most people are weak to. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially the the Venom character, the new uh, Agent Venom, I see all over the place. Oh yeah, with his two with his two energy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So all right, um, I want to hear. I want to pick your brain though. What is it? Uh, tell me all about Strucker. What are the cool combinations that you've come up with in your mind that you think Ronan looks looks really good in Strucker? 
Well, first off, he uh, the limit of Strucker's uh, affiliation is that uh, it, you only get the heal once per turn, but if you can give out conditions on your opponent's turn, suddenly mm-hmm. that makes that restriction uh, a lot less... Uh, allows you to be a lot more powerful with that leadership despite the restriction. And the fact that he gives out judgment when him or an ally character within three gets attacked for only two power, that that two power becomes a judgment and a heal. Yeah. And yeah. so... And that, yeah. That alone is insane. Um, you also have a universal weapon giving out that shock condition, so he has a fairly solid ability to get that heal on his own turn, and with the Strucker leadership, you also can remove things like Incinerate from yourself and apply them to your opponent by doing successful attacks into them. Right. Yeah, and that is that is so so strong together. Like, And his Creed Justice is uh, his spender, his, his four-cost spender. Oh, yeah. That gives out stun and stagger. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not sure exactly how his the accuser works with um, Strucker's leadership. Like, if he goes to be KO'd and he does um, Universal Weapon, it heals it. Does he not KO then? Uh, I still think he does KO um, because there is not a condition on the accuser that says that you still have to be at full damage to KO. Uh, Like There's another thing out there that says, like, if this character gains um, any, or heals at all from this attack, I feel like it's a Black Order thing. Yes. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. No, that is uh, Blood to Spare, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was thinking, I, I must have had those confused then, because yep. I didn't really read too deep into the accuser. Like, I know that there are um, a lot of, probably a lot of rules out there before that, especially with, like, Got Your Back, too. Like, he gains, like, he gives you extra... Um, what is it? Um, there's other things that he triggers because he does the accuser mm-hmm. and like isn't taken off the board. He he can do like judgment onto people because of yeah. And also, it is notable because um, if your opponent gives you a status effect like stagger off of the big attack that they're trying to kill you with, and they kill you, you can then accuse and pass that stagger back to the opponent character depending on oh, yeah. the timing of when they give out that stagger. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's, that's my biggest concern with uh, with um, Criminal Syndicate. They have a lot of stagger going on. Criminal Syndicate and A-Force, they have a lot of stagger. Oh, yeah. Um... And as we mentioned, Winter God, very good at dealing with Stagger. Oh, yeah. They, they don't care about Stagger. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you mentioned yeah. Sam Spam, and I think he's a great choice for a Sam Spam list. Oh, yeah. I think that we can mix them, mix the Winter Guard and Sam Spam while having Ronin as the headliner of our list. Yeah. Just because... Um, going through down the Winter Guard list, there's only like four characters in the whole list, plus Bucky, who can fill in. And I I feel like at 15 points, you really run into trouble if you're trying to put down Ronan like out of affiliation. So like having that Sam span with the three threat leadership really helps to even out those really low point costs as well, or those low point threats. Yeah. Um. 
But yeah, I just... Like, getting a Sam Trigger to set him up where suddenly he can then use his accuser to get into range, or uh, use yeah, his accuser... Universal weapon people. Yeah. He can sit on the middle point of an F... Uh, on an F uh, secure or extract and be able to shoot the um, universal weapon people off of points. Yeah. Every single point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, I very much also agree with you with X-Men. He is a medium-based character, so he loves that hop. Um, he is, he just, and the cover, the once cover. again, does a lot, especially if you're playing the universal yeah. weapon plan, where you're planning to sit back and universal weapon people off of their points exactly. on the scenario team like X-Men. I think that is a very solid call. Yeah, and um, I, I want to clarify that I'm not really interested in Ronan if, with, with the uh, power gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that was a really good, like, pre-Malekith kind of thing with him. I feel like it was, um, like, Eyes on the Prize was kind of built for him and Angela. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, I, I feel like uh, we can we can kind of skip over Power 5 Threat Ronan, if you're okay with that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, he, I think he's the best at his 4 Threat. And it, it's when he becomes 5 Threat, he, I don't think he's tanky enough. To really, um, you know, make up his threat value. Mm-hmm. We also have the potential of uh, the new Wakanda leadership, blessed by uh, Gekwe. No, that's so good too. Uh, that is so good too. I've been I've been really messing around with lists lately, mm-hmm. and and Baku. Yeah, he's he's growing on me. I hate his his uh, energy defense, but the rest of him, he's really growing on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it provides that uh, anti-push and also anti-place uh, that you would yep. get from that, like uh, from the Winter God leadership, but also gives you a worse form of New Doc leadership. Yeah, and that's um, I, to be honest with you, the the thing that killed me the most about New Doc's leadership is the once per turn thing, and he's got it here too. So I felt like. New Doc's leadership would be better if it was like every attack or every defense, but because it's not, and it's so like like you have to roll wilds, and you also have to roll blanks and or like blocks or whatever you're trying to do, like the opposite. You know, like if you're attacking, you need to roll blocks in order to turn them into hits. So uh, like it's it, it's it it happens a lot, but at the same time, like this the leadership is so situational. On top of being once per turn, I feel like it's kind of a, a big setback from that. I, I disagree. I know you love it. I know you love that leadership, but I just feel like when you're when you're looking at um, like Shadowlands Daredevil, his leadership gives it every time. Yeah. Like, but Modox doesn't. It's like, why is Modox not every time? Is it? Would it be that much? Would it be that powerful if it was every time? Well, let's let's do some math quickly. Uh, every uh, Shadowlands Daredevil leadership uh, counts as about a half of a attack success mm-hmm. on every roll. Uh, every all uh, yeah, right, you're right, but it, it really is like pretty much every roll because mm-hmm. almost every roll you're gonna get a, a skull, a blank, or a block on almost every roll. Like yeah. now, there are chances that it doesn't, but most of the time you're going to get that now. 
like I, I feel like that those three are so much easier to hit than the one wild that you need. Yeah. You know? So it's sorry, go on. Let's keep going. Uh versus Nudoc is whenever you roll a wild, you get a success. An additional success. Um and so it's looking at it from the value perspective of it, is, it's how do I say? I'm sorry. Is that is that what it was? I thought it was he changes something into a success. Yes. Uh Okay. But of note, you don't always have to follow the right success. Um, as notable for people who have the wild shield triggers, you can always convert an attack dice into right. a shield to get your trigger. It helps confirm right. a lot of triggers, which is very powerful in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with the versatility, especially on some of those Yahtzee uh, triggers. Um, yeah. And I also want to bring up, like, the high roll case. I think the once per turn is more to defend against the high roll case that feels very, very bad okay. of like a rapid fire character keep getting those wilds. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. The rapid fire makes sense. But I mean, uh, yeah. No, that makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. <laughs> rapid fire would kill. Would kill that. Right. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've already seen how just one, a, a half of an extra success on every rapid fire shot is. Yeah. Suddenly, if you're consistently rolling wilds, you have some way to... Also, it's... Um, yeah, throw hammers on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, you can trigger it after doing rerolls. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because... Is that what happened? Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, it's, so it's doing the same window, so you can order your rerolls first and then check if you want to do the leadership. Oh, so you can always oh, re-roll that. into wilds to trigger the leadership. Cool. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that can. Uh, that's a little tiny bit of like anti-Crimson Dynamo tech also. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Well, so Crimson Dynamo comes after that. So it's oh he does all of oh, it so happens yeah so all of it happens in the modified dice step but you can order what happens in your modified dice step so that your rerolls happen first and then you check to see if you uh, may change okay. your dice and then your opponents then, can modify right, your well. dice uh, okay oh too bad but like, it's like I, I kind of wish there was like uh, an old Magic the Gathering you go I go I go I stack you stack kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like how toxic would this be on a character with very consistent re-rolls if it happened yeah. every single time, offensive or defensive? I think it would be cool to do it um, every time it's defense, though. I think that would be cool. Like, if you get hit with a rapid fire, you can do it every single time. But yeah, it's... Um, it's an interesting ability. I really like it just because there are certain characters that don't get a lot of love that really like that leadership and I think shine in that yeah. leadership. Um, yeah. But it's a not-for-everybody leadership. Um, if you're caring about the quality of your dice more than the amount of dice, you want to go with Miles more than uh, or Shadowlands Daredevil more yeah. than Nudoc because those care about quality of dice because they're re rather than quantity of dice because it's just looking for an individual tick. 
Okay, so let me ask you. Um, you would probably prefer uh, Ronan into Mbaku over uh, New Doc? Probably just because you have that extra bonus um, stuff. And I also think Ronan plays into the Mbaku playstyle of kind of this yeah. go-forward wall of meat more than he plays yeah. for the kind of criminal syndicate style. Although he does remind me of uh, Kingpin criminals a bit. I think Mbaku would do really good in Kingpin. Well, he is affiliated in criminal syndicate, so... Oh, he is. <laughs> I didn't even check that. Yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Um, are there any other affiliations that jump out to you as things you want to talk about? I think that he would do... Well, I want. how about we do something different? How about we do affiliations that you think he would do terrible in? Mm. <laughs> like, what affiliations do you think are the worst for him to put in? Worst for him? Um, hmm... That is interesting. Um, <laughs> I think he would be pretty terrible in Web Warriors <laughs> because he's not fast enough. I think his uh, control is great, but the the extra web swing would really make Web Warriors that good. And the modifying defense devices really too. But I think he would not fit into Web Warriors very much. Well, I think there is a version of Web Warriors he, doesn't, he actually fits in fairly well in. Which is a which is coming up with that agent venom and a like more mid range web warriors that well yes has control is also trying to damage you but being able to apply uh, judgment in those matchups allows you to attack willy nilly without worrying about giving your opponent power which sometimes you right. need to attack as a web warrior and the downside is as equal as what you need to gain. Right. Uh, I just feel like at four threat as a splash, I think he would be uh, uh, just not a very intelligent four threat splash for Web Warriors just because of how kind of clunky he feels on the table. Like he he can either attack or move. He doesn't have the ability to do both. And yeah. even when, you know, he goes down and gets KO'd, he still can't like transform one out of the way or something. Like I feel like his clunkiness in a list that relies on its movement is kind of like backpedaling the list. That's why I think he wouldn't do so great. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you, I, I've never played Web Warriors, so I've never used Web Warriors, so I don't actually know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel played, like he terrible there. I played a lot of weird builds of Web Warriors. Yeah, that's me. Well, where 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 do you think Ronan would be terrible at? Where else do you think he would be bad at? I don't. I, mean, I think it'd be good next four, but yeah, I don't think he's that good of a Steve Avenger. Like Judgment okay. for one is nice and cute, yes. but I don't think he does yes. enough on the opponent's turn in Steve Avengers. Yeah, high five to that. That you're you're spot on on that one. Yeah, he would be cool under uh, Cabal Red Skull. Oh yeah, but Steve Avengers, nope. <laughs> so you're right on that one. Love me some Red Skull Cabal. Uh, I think it's yeah. an underrated affiliation, especially now that they have Ulik. I know. I've been really um, messing around with different lists because I, I really like the gimmick of running Red Skull under like a beam team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and New Claw is really piquing my interest in that too. 
Oh yeah, no. Oh. Claw and uh, Claw looks fascinating. I cannot wait to pick up yeah. my model and play him. I just need to get down to yeah, the store. He's, just, he's he's a perfect cabal character. You know, he's a glass cannon, mm-hmm. just like most of the other cabal characters. <laughs> cool. So we've talked about a number of affiliations. Which one do you think we want to dive into and build a list for? Well, um. I am leaning like towards competitive. I think that uh, Winter Guard slash um, Sam Avengers would do the best. But I want to go down this Hydra route with you. Okay. Because I think Hydra is such a great spot for him. Mm-hmm. Like between the heels, the spreading around of conditions. I, and like I, I'm probably in the minority here for Hydra, but I really like having Arnim Zola. For the rerolls, yeah, Zola like, is I, a I, I roll. I, I tend to roll really bad. <laughs> yeah, and I, I tend to roll really bad, so it's nice having some backup. You know, yeah. I really like Sentinel for that reason. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly down to get Zola into this list. I think he is a fascinating and underutilized character, and I think EXP Box Blast is one of the better spenders in this game. Yeah. Oh, that's such a cool ability too. Oh man, and and he can also give. Um, uh, what's the, the Hydra card, the scientific method? Yes. He makes, uh, Strucker so much stronger too. Like yeah. that's almost an auto include with those two. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, who else jumps out to you from the Hydra list? There's people you want to get in here. Um, well, we got to get, uh, Hydra Red Skull in there cause he's that good. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, we got to get Zemo in there for his speed. We need some speed in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Spider Woman's really good in the list too. Very fair. I think all of those are good chefs. Now I must yeah. ask you the tricky question: Do we bring Bob? I hate Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm the only person in the world who hates Bob, but I I can't get him to work right. His seven die. Attack is cool that one time, but never had to do anything. And he's I I would rather bring Bullseye out of out of affiliation. That's fair. Honestly, uh, I would rather I would rather spend the two threat to try to push that three threat guy into um, Hydra Red Skull. You know, at least he, he can bring grunts. Mm-hmm. I. I think the power of excessive violence for Bob is not so much in the nine dice attack itself as in the AOE splash two damage. Yeah. I think he's... No, I get it. No. Very... We'll bring him in. Bring him in. No. Yeah. It's, I think he's very good at confirming kills by not targeting the person you need to kill. Okay. But targeting that make, that makes a lot of the person next to them. Yeah, that one person who's hanging on one or two health that you just can't get to because they got four bodyguards around them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he's also a very tough piece to use. I will admit that. he. No. He just... A, a lot of turns, he feels useless. He just contests a point in the back and kind of that's it, you know? So, uh, the way I use him at least is I play him at least fairly aggressively. Because mm-hmm. if you can waste an opponent's activation twiggling but how, rather than them going after one of your other pieces, he's drawing a lot of fire. And then 
if they don't, he gets last activation and then walks to whatever open secure it right. is and wins it. Right, right. Um, assuming that you have last activation. Yes. 100%. So, like, if you don't have the last activation, he can really become two points of wasted threat towards the end there. Absolutely. Because, like, if he's on his backside, you have to activate him and, like, maybe somebody's sitting there waiting for you to activate him with Bucky. It's like, okay, well, you can either move him out of the way or move him into firing range and he'll never come back to you. And I know, I, I, I get it. I understand Bob. I get his point. Mm-hmm. And uh, his rock is cool and all. It's just, I feel like he's a really gimmicky two threat in a world that's dominated by drugs. Yeah. It's Does that make sense? Like, is he the most valuable two threat? No, not at all. Um, I think but he he's has, in affiliation. Yeah, that's that. That is that has a huge potential for Alyssa Tendas go wide. Mm-hmm. But I also think if so, we're playing Ronan, yeah, we're him. not intending to go wide. Really, with a four threat? Yeah, it's okay. I think Ronan supports the big beaters well because I think Judgment works yeah. so well when you have a big beater, and so I think. I can see us playing the Red Skull Master of Hydro alongside Strucker a lot with Ronan just because giving Red Skull a target that is not going to benefit and fight back mm-hmm. against him whenever he attacks them is going to be very good. Right, and he's a sacrifice target too. Yeah. I, I love the sacrifice on the Ronan. Sacrifice on to Ronan. Ronan comes up, beats someone. You, your Red Skull lives. Red Skull finishes them off, and they've gotten no yeah, power yeah. for any of it. Yeah, I, I enjoy. Although I hate losing my characters, I enjoy when they spike on Ronan and they KO him or daze him, mm-hmm. and he turns around and just dazes them on their first their first action. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, the rest of your turn is over. There's not a lot of characters that get to do that, you know. And that's what I like about him. I once Marshall prowess someone in the middle of their turn to death. So that was Proxima. That was very yeah. satisfying. I just played a game uh, against uh, Hydra or um, what was it? Hell Hellforce. It was A Force and Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, Agent Widow almost took out like two characters just by parting shotting them. Oh yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> the we are going to have to. Differentiate the Hell Force list because I I've heard that name given to both A Force uh, Hellfire Club list and X Force Hellfire Club list now. Uh, yeah. Well, they're just gonna have to duke it out for the top spot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we have Dizzard a. Dizzard needs to play Curtis, right? <laughs> Dizzard just needs to play. Curtis. <laughs> we we definitely we have locally a X Force pilot who who is like. I'm only playing X Force. I'm making them work. So that that is the one that's I awesome. most associate it with. Yeah, that's awesome. And how are they doing? They're doing solid. Uh, not yeah. amazing, but solid. Uh, they they came into a tough matchup with me last week where I played. Um, uh, it was uh, I was testing Brotherhood. Now that uh, Deception got restricted, of okay. like. How yeah. do they feel with deception restricted and no follow me? Um, and so I had a team of like, it was Magneto, Rogue, uh, uh, Apex Predator, and 
someone else with annoying psychic defense. And was just like, here. Like playing Emma? No, I, th- I think it was uh, Juggernaut. I think okay. it was. I may be misremembering. Yeah. I played two games last week. But it was just like, okay. oh, my Psylocke has no targets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, um, you mean Emma? Are you talking about Emma? Uh, no, he was playing X-Force. Oh, okay. He was playing Psylocke, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like Psylocke. She's she is like yeah, she's scary. Currently, one of my favorite characters. Oh, she can do so much damage. She's such an assassin. Mm-hmm. And the uh, her, her Crimson Dawn card on top of being stealthy is like oh yeah, incredibly strong. <laughs> but that's another topic. We're talking about Ronan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of two threats, uh, do we want to go with Bullseye or Toad? Uh. I think we want to go with Toad, right? Uh, well, Bullseye is cool. He can give out bleed. Yeah. And because we're under Strucker's leadership, if you put in a um, anything on him, he can give it away. Or if he gives out bleed, he can heal. Yep. But, um, I mean, Toad's good. You know Toad's good. Toad's really good. He gives out that automatic incinerate on his spender also. Yeah. Yeah, and that can heal him too. So there, I think Toad and um, Bullseye have a roughly the same amount of hit points, right? Stamina. Uh, let me double check. So Toad is a five on. I think Toad's a five three, and I think yeah, Bullseye's and, a four four. Yeah, so they're pretty. They're almost similar. So uh, let's let's decide. What do we want? Do we want um, a long range bleed plus extra damage, or do we want to try to play more uh, objective games? I, I think we go with Toad because I think, while we're not yeah. going to be super heavy on the objective game, I think he's going to be a nice piece to keep us in the objective game. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he can just grab something and run, too. And that's, oh, yeah. That's, that it, it's important to have somebody be able to do that. And we can't do that with uh, Hydra Skull because the grunts can't pick things up. Mm-hmm. They're great on secure, though. So. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, man, they're worth they're every they're worth every point that they don't cost you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some more. I have, oh man, I've had those those hydro grunts. I've had them kill two threats all day long. Okoye gets gunned down by them pretty quickly. Well, I still remember the days before uh, Montesi got adjusted, where if you gave uh, a, a spell book to a uh, one of the uh, shield grunts, they still yeah, got the reroll. Yeah, they could do it twice too. It wasn't once per turn. Uh, no, it was still once per turn. Was it? I thought it was then. Nope, it was once per turn. Okay. All right, well, I'm I'm remembering wrong. Yeah, I was pretty new before they did the uh, the changes. I was still pretty new. I started playing like right after Shield came out. Yeah. Um. So right before Malakith came out, really, like right after the Grunts or um Nick Fury and the Commandos. I remember when they were brand new. Mm-hmm. So that's when I. And it, it's funny because, like, when I started playing, AMG was just releasing stuff constantly. It's like, oh, here's a new faction in Hydra. Oh, here's a new faction in Sentinels. Oh, here's a new faction in Winter Guard. Oh, here's a bunch of new characters. And it's like, I feel like June, July, we haven't gotten anything. I don't think we've gotten a new faction at all this year yet, have we? 
Uh, Emma well, Frost, maybe. Emma Frost, yeah, Emma Frost. Yeah, we got Hellfire we this year. We've got, uh, we've got a fair number of new leaderships for already existing mm-hmm. factions. Um, which I think there's definitely value in there. I think they are focusing on expanding out the already existing factions more than making new ones. Well, did they really, though? I feel like they just gave Criminal Syndicate a bunch of extra leaders. <laughs> uh, so they were two for Crimson, uh, and then one for Wakanda. Yeah, they just got Mbaku. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. And, I just feel like they they've been kind of dry the last couple of months, and yeah, I don't think we've heard anything about the August release, do we? So, uh, my guess is they are holding that it's so quiet right now because we are so close to Gen Con. Okay. We're a couple weeks away from Gen Con. I imagine they're going to have things to say at Gen Con. Okay, but you don't think that they should have released... Like, going into Adepticon, they had released um, pictures of Immortal Hulk and Super Strange, or Supreme Strange, or um, MODOK, I mean. Yeah. Supreme MODOK. So, like, we knew that going into Adepticon. So, I don't know. I just feel like they're really going through... A releasing dry spot right now. I know. I know. Shatterpoint. Uh, have you played much Shatterpoint? By the way, you played a lot of them. I have played a chunk of it. I have complicated feelings about it. Yeah. What, what's your overall feelings? Do you, you thumbs up, thumbs down, middle of the road? Uh, what do you think? Middle of the road. Uh, my comparison is I feel it's very similar to how my relationship between the differences between Arkham Horror the card game and Marvel Champions. Can you explain that a little more in detail? Um, I think it is uh, one. It's a lot more trait based. Um, like okay. factionality. Uh, traits mean something in Shadowpoint, where we don't even have traits in Marvel Crisis Protocol. What would be the closest thing to traits that we have? Is it superpowers or like leadership? Well, no. Uh, at uh, it's. The closest thing we have is kind of affiliations, but not really. Because okay. uh, we don't have a lot of things that reference outside of Team Tactics cards. Like, Team Tactics cards reference affiliations all the time. But, like, we don't have characters that have a superpower where at the start of my activation, an X-Men character can advance short. We don't really mm. have that. And there's a lot of that style stuff in uh, Shadow Point. Okay. Where there's a lot of like, like uh, like helping your buddy out kind of thing. Yeah, it's like when a uh Dathomiri character attacks, I do this. When a Galactic Republic character attack uh, uh moves close to me, I do, I can follow them. That type of stuff. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, so- that's uh, that sounds like Shield. <laughs> Every time you kill my guy, I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think there are some like base ideas and constructs that end up making list building feel very different. And mm. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I do respect that it is still a good game. Yeah, so how do you feel about the rules set then? Uh, I think there are some very interesting and good rules. I think overall it's really solid. Um, I don't like it more than Crisis Protocol. I like how Crisis Protocol functions a lot, but I don't yeah. think it's a bad game. Okay. Well, I, I just asked this because I picked up the core box 
And uh, General Grievous is my favorite Star Wars character since Disney took over. And uh, so I picked up General Grievous' box. And I haven't actually played a game yet. Um, I, I was at Adepticon and I watched them demo. And the wait line to get into demo was like ridiculously long every single day I was there. So yeah. I, I skipped on demo. I kind of over some of it. But from what I heard, it's a really good game. And it's a lot different than Marvel. Oh, yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like I play other games other than Marvel. Like I played Kings of War. I played Warhammer Fantasy um, back in the day. So like, like I played some other games and um, I played Blood and Plunder once or twice. And it's like I, I experiment with other games too. But it, it's man, I, I'm on your I'm on your team here. Marvel is a damn good game. Oh yeah, it's a damn good game that they I cannot fathom why they keep saying that it's not a competitive game. When they come out with erratas and fix everything to make the game as balanced as it can be. How can they sit here and tell me it's not a competitive game when they do all these things to it? And like, that's, I, I just, I wish AMG would be on more board with being the competitive game that it really is. Cause it is, you know, I know that it's DH and they swing crazy, but it's, you don't balance a game like this and not make it competitive. You know, it's like one and one, like, like one can't go in hand with the other. So, <laughs> you know, one, I think it's signaling. I think I always hear them talk about it as not a competitive focused game. And I think that is very true. I don't think they leave competitive in the launch, but I also don't think it's a competitive focused game. And two, I think there's I a lot of trauma from War Machine for these guys. Yeah. And I, I, I played War Machine a little bit, but I wasn't really into it. So I didn't, like, join from the Guild Ball slash War Machine hordes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, um, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't hear about how bad hordes and War Machine got. I know that when I played it, it was um, the biggest flaw I had with the game is that you can snipe the other opponent's, like, um, leader and win the game instantly from that. Mm -hmm. So, like, that kind of turned me off from it. So I played more... Um, like of a fun game as far as uh, Hordes and War Machine went. So, like, I, I, I can understand that. And I can, like, but at the same time, they really do a good job of balancing it. Like, they really, really do. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no other game system that I've played that has been such balanced as this one. <laughs> like, even, I think even Kings of War is not as balanced as this. And that is arguably one of the best, like, balanced games, like, as far as army army style games mm -hmm. but i think uh marvel they did they do such a good job of keeping it in line like even these new like you know how many times have they nerfed thanos how many times have they nerfed malekith now how many times have they nerfed sam uh sam wilson you know like they they, they do this constantly for a reason you know they, it's and it's not because they're losing sales it's because you know that you know, they see a problem and they fix it. And that problem is the competitive thing that they're trying to talk about not being involved, in, which is kind of, I don't know. I, I don't understand their point in that. And they should just ignore what they said before and keep up to what they're doing, <laughs> which is competitive. You know, I think they're, they're making a competitive game. So, uh, that's my I, rant. That's my rant. <laughs> I disagree with an assertion in there. Um, because I think the reason that they keep on 
uh, Malekith and uh, Thanos. Because, um, like, uh, this was recently brought up on a Sice We Taco truck of, like, if you were going after competitive stuff, it this most recent round of adjustments would have included something to slow down Hulk. Hulk is consistently one of the most taken pieces in the game at a high threat value, right. and they are consistently adjusting high threat characters. So if you were yeah. looking at a character to adjust for competitive sake, it would be Hulk, but they didn't. Because the things they were actually going after are much closer to the things that are solid and you need to plan around in competitive, but are noob stompers. Uh, yeah. Uh, is Hulk not a noob stomper? I mean, I, I can think of like nine different affiliations that he just stomps people in. What? Just like against a, a, noob, a new player. And, like, the more that they nerf Malekith, like, I, I just feel like he's not a piece that a new player can pick up and win every game with like he was, what was that, um, November? When was he released? November, October of last year? Yeah, sometime last year. Yeah. So, like, when he was released, he had a two-cost ferocity, and you couldn't reroll dice against him. Yeah. And I didn't even think that was the worst part about it. I thought the blowing up skulls was the worst part about it, and they didn't even touch that. I was like, "Well, they wow, did. I can't believe they didn't touch that." Yeah, they, but I mean, like, uh, they 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 FAQ'd some stuff just because yeah. it was the only one to roll enough dice to matter. I mean, Domino had the same effect before; they never they okay. never touched it before. So, like, I don't know. I just I, I feel like they they did nerf Malakith, but I don't know. It, it's it's up in the air. At this point, to be honest with you, I want them to release new characters. I want yeah. them to push Bush Bishop and Nightcrawler out as soon as possible so that all these X-Men junkies can get their fix. You know? They they're out there begging for it. They're begging for it still. <laughs> they already got it, but they're begging still. You know they are. They, they, they saw that BAMP posted on, on Nightcrawler's uh, base, and they're like, I gotta have him. <laughs> I they've already said X-Men is going to be next year uh, January next year is, is what they talked about okay. um, yeah but which part I mean that could just be Professor X and uh, um, Shadow Kidding for all we know I, I have heard it said uh, from what they mentioned on the stream it's that wave of X-Men stuff is all coming together in next January oh, okay. which is so, um, it's funny, I was at Adepticon, but I actually didn't make it to that meeting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was downstairs, uh, I was talking to the Blood Bowl guys, I, I'm also interested in Blood Bowl, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to the Blood Bowl guys a little bit, seeing you know, how they were doing the tournament, but I, I totally missed it. And, uh, I feel like everything that they have released at Adepticon is being released now. Mm -hmm. So, I don't think that we're going to get anybody new this year. Like that they haven't released the I feel like when they start like releasing people again after August or whenever it's gonna be, that it's just gonna be all the people that they've already told us about. So Ultron and uh, all the X Men characters are coming out soon too. I feel like they're the the new like maybe the 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 Wakanda, Wakanda terrain slash yeah, that, that that's the other one 
Yeah, I think it's probably going to shoot towards Christmas, but I, I know that they said that the X-Men are coming out next year, but I don't see why they don't release them this year, you know? Uh, production timelines. Yeah. Um, are you referring more to uh, Shatterpoint? No, no, no. I'm referring to the time it physically takes for things to get produced across, from when they send it off to when they get product to send to stores is a dedicated okay. timeline, and there's very little you can do to speed up that process. Right. So, okay. all the stuff that is coming out right now probably was sent to uh, their production team over a year ago. Yeah, I'm about to call or even sooner, yeah. Okay. So, all right, so who do you think are going to come out with next? Who do you think is the next box to come out? Uh, I do think that we will have... So, I think uh, I think we may take a break in August, because we got the couple of boxes this month. I think we'll take a break in August, mm-hmm. have the Rival Pack and Ultron in September, and then have something that they're going to announce at Gen Con for the Christmas holiday area. When When is Gen Con, exactly? Like, two weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, August third through sixth. I want, I want Iceman. I want Iceman. Like well, as soon as Iceman's released, I'm probably switching over to X. Right now, I'm on the Shield uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider train mm-hmm. because I think that's a really strong combo and he fits in there really well. But as soon as Iceman comes out, uh, I'm. I think I'm going to switch over to X-Men, man. Like, I, I already started getting my X-Men guys together to start painting, and mm-hmm. I got I got a glue honey badger's claw back on four times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I think I might just jump, just because I like Iceman so much. I, I just think the concept of him is is so cool, and I, I think it would be cool that if Iceman comes out, he could have a new Frozen rule. Like you know, a special condition mm-hmm. of Frozen, I think that'd be cool to like associate to like just him. But you you know, like as soon as they come out with a new condition, all the other characters like three months down the line are gonna have it too. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the way it works. <laughs> anyway, let let's get back to our list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we have three more spots left on this list. Oh yeah. All right. So so far we have Ronin. Hydra Red Skull, mm-hmm. we have Spider-Woman, Strucker, Zola, Zemo, and Toad. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, I feel like an old-school um, condition lover was Crystal. Oh. As soon as Hydra came out, I always thought Crystal was, like, built for that list. What do you think? I I think Crystal is a terrifying monster. (laughs) Yeah, I really like her tactics card, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just like her tactics card a lot. And she just... And Hydra, with a long move... I know she doesn't have any damage mitigation, but maybe the uh, the healing keeps her alive a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. And the the healing will keep her alive a little longer. Because she can end up throwing out three... Three conditions a turn to multiple characters. Oh, yeah. With her, uh, her area attack, her beam. Yeah. You want to throw her in there? Absolutely. I'm always good to bring a crystal. Yeah. Let's bring crystal in her card. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think next? What are you thinking? 
I, I'm thinking there's, there's a lot of options on the table. Let's be honest with us. Right. There are um, a lot of characters so, so in this game. Let, let me ask you a question. We're at the point now where we can turn we can turn this, this decision into being like fully competitive or like more for fun. So what, what direction do you want to take? Like, do you want to go like Malekith competitive direction or do you want to go like, I don't know, like Venom, <laughs> like Venom in a Hydro list? Well, or, uh, <laughs> if, we're talking, really competitive, but. if we're talking competitive, uh, the piece that jumps out to me on the competitive scale is Hulk. We were talking about him earlier, yeah. and uh, Sleeper, Sleeper Agent, Agent Hulk is a scary, scary thing. So if you want to go that direction, that is an easy option to put in. All right. Well, let me ask you, um, would you prefer Sleeper Agent Regular Hulk or Sleeper Agent Immortal Hulk? Uh I don't think it works that well with Immortal Hulk because... It doesn't. No, it doesn't. I was just trying to pick your brain. Because <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, normal Hulk gets to... Well, I, I guess it works yeah. a little bit with Immortal Hulk, but it's not as good, I don't think, because of that right. extra threat value. Right, and... It, um. He fits in at better threat, uh, not not better, but he fits in at different threat values higher up. But he also comes with the fact that like sometimes you throw somebody and you need to do two damage to him and you just don't get it. And Sleeper Agent Hulk fails in that way, mm -hmm. whereas Immortal Hulk also gets a throw at the end of it. He gets like I don't know. I, Immortal Hulk is like a lot better than regular Hulk, but not for what we need him. For. Mm -hmm. Not at all for what we need him. For. So. I'm cool with uh, OG Hulk. You want to throw him in there, or yeah. if you want to go with a more non-competitive, would you rather do um, Beta Ray Bill, like Sleeper Agent Beta Ray Bill? Uh, would you consider that Sleeper Agent Beta Ray Bill is an interesting choice. Um, he's definitely not as consistent as Hulk, just because he doesn't get right. his throw every single turn, no matter what. Right. Um, so in order to cycle it well, you need to start spending the power to do the threats. Uh, to, to, right. you need to start doing attacks, which means you may lose that sleeper agent status. Um, yep. but I do think Payday Bill is overall a very solid piece that would not mind showing up in a Hydra list between, uh, Stormbreaker and Summon the Storm giving out conditions. Right. And his just regular reduction. Tankiness. Yeah, yeah his, his general tankiness and eyes on the prize. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, he he brings a lot. He brings a lot to every single list. So there's not there's not a lot of contesting for how good Beta Ray Bill is. But I just think that um, we got two spots left, and we have Hulk here. We have Beta Ray Bill here. I don't know if bringing them both is the best choice, mm -hmm. rather than bringing one or the other. Bit so if we have one one spot left. Uh, who do you think you would would like to bring? I if think, it wasn't Bill. Yeah, if it if it wasn't Bill, because out of the two of them, I definitely think I would prefer Bill, just because I think he leads to um the Strucker leadership. He leans towards the Strucker leadership, and I also think he leans towards more of a scenario plan, which I think is more important now that Follow Me has been banned. Yeah, and he's cheaper. I mean, yes. cheaper. Wise, that's huge. So, so all right, how about? Would you rather just do uh, Bill over Hawk, or would you want to take him? 
I could definitely see bringing both. Um, right. But if there if there are other um, characters that jump out to you, um, yeah, to me, um, ooh, I, I really like Logan. I, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of Logan with his bleed and Pierce. Logan is a monster. Of, uh, inside of Hydra, I mm-hmm. think his heel. On top of giving out bleed, on top of the Pierce, yeah, with his, uh, yeah, I mean, Logan is probably one of the best threats. Him and Bill are mm-hmm. probably in contention for contention for the best four threats. Uh, what about you? Who, who do you have in mind? I know you've got a lot of people in mind. I I actually think Logan is a really good call because the thing you didn't mention in that is he is a healing factor character, and yeah. so is our leader. Yep, and ex- uh, yeah, exceptional healing is a big. Yeah, I like to take exceptional healing a lot. Which absolutely. Yeah. And so I think it's perfectly reasonable to bring a Logan. Okay. Um, I like it. So if we want to go any Logan... Other, any other considerations? Any other considerations? Yeah. This spot? Just for, again, healing factor and being tanky. Um, not Doesn't necessarily give out conditions super consistently, but Lizard is just such a solid piece. Yeah. Uh, he is good. He is good. Uh, another one that I like to bring up is uh, Omega Red for yeah. Hydra. Mm-hmm. Omega Red's very good in Hydra because um, uh, Strucker loves to give out poison. And if you combine um, Strucker's immune, Strucker is immune to poison, right? I'm pretty sure he is. Let me double check. No, he's not. Okay, never mind. He's not. Yeah. Um, I thought he was immune to poison for some reason, but he gives out poison, and I know Omega Red's immune to it. And Spider Woman's immune to it. Yeah. And Ronan's immune to it. So that's like another reason why I like Ronan in Strucker. But uh, Omega Red fits really nicely in there too. And he's got the pool. You know, if somebody's trying yeah. to like grab an extract and run, you can pull him in. And uh, I think he's him and Venom are the only ones with the medium pool in, right? Um. Yes, I think so. Let me double check Sentinel. Yeah, yeah, he's a only small, a short. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, I know Logan's very, very good. So, Logan kind of plays the opposite effect that Omega Red does. Omega Red, like, kind of pulls people in and plays on conditions, whereas um, Logan reaches out and grabs people, you okay. know? And so, I definitely so, uh, think you can do Omega Red and Logan as two ends of the same coin that are playing together. And let's not discount Death Factor as just a with how much poison we can give out as a team. Yeah. Death Factor extra, is so It's two good. damage, right? Yeah. It's two damage, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Like, like he can walk up and drain life somebody to take their damn or to, to take uh, a damage from them. And, uh, and yeah, he can just do a lot of damage in an area real quickly. Oh, yeah. It's just, um, I don't know. I feel like he's a little weaker with or defenses. He, he ignores one, though, doesn't he? Doesn't he have... Yeah. Uh, Flat reduction. Invulnerability? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think he's a, he's a solid pick, too, for a fourth threat. Yeah. I, I, it sucks that he's got a small... a small Like, he kind of sits back with um, Arnim Zola a lot because of their speeds are about the same, but... Um, but yeah, I think Omega Red's solid. Who else, who else do you like for Hydra? Um... 
for Hydra wise, um, anyone that can give out like incidental conditions, um, Hood Black is Hat. Black Hat Hood. Yeah. Um, I'm. I've also been knew, known yeah. to shout for the inaffiliation piece of Sin because I think she is a very good yeah. battery for their very expensive team oh, tactics man. cards. I've really been playing around with um, a Red Skull and Sin team lately. I've been really liking just because, like, uh, Sin, she's not a strong free threat, but her leadership is pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. you can really mess with people with when it comes to, like, like right after victory points. Oh, you yeah. You just start pushing people and making them drop stuff. Like, that's a really good leadership. Mm -hmm. I never say it, though, but it, it is a good leadership. Yeah, it's it's not in competitive play because it's not consistent. Okay. And, and competitive yeah, play, dice. yeah, and competitive play looks mm. for consistency above all, because of the type of people involved. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Um, so let me ask you something: Would you rather play Logan at four threat? Um, I mean, we're playing with um, Ronin, yeah, at four threat also. But or would you rather try to splash in Black Cat, who can steal extracts and cause stagger? Um, I think we take Black Cat over the Logan right now because, I, or or over the Omega Red because we do have those two four yeah. out of affiliation four threats sitting there. Just to one, free up right. the space for Ronin to really shine. Well, we also have Crystal. Would you rather take Black Cat over Crystal? I think Black Cat and Crystal do very different things in this list. Right. So, um, okay, well, how about this? Let's uh, pencil in um, Logan, Crystal, and Black Cat mm -hmm. and choose two of those after we go through Crisis. Okay. Because I think the Crisis will matter more for who we pick for that three threat than anything else. Like, yeah. if we if we really go with, like a lot of assets or civilians on the table, we're probably going to want to black crystal. Yeah. Um, okay. So what kind of crisis jumps out to you for Ronin? All right. So um, more for Hydra than Ronin. I want to play one crisis that never gets played ever. And that's Mayor Fisk. Mayor I want to play Mayor Fisk. Yeah. Mayor Fisk is a yeah. very fun crisis, and the ability who, to who hand else? off. I've never, I don't think I've ever played a game with the newer Mayor Fisk, game, just uh, because nobody plays it. I still think uh, uh, Kingpin Criminal Syndicate plays it just because it is a yeah, few points think, that are worth a lot of value. Yeah, and it's got his name in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's designed for him. Oh, almost. Uh, scratching my beard over this. <laughs> Um, I also think we have a very solid Infinity Formula team. Uh, yeah, we have I a mean, lot of reach to our opponent's Infinity Formula, and some of that reach, specifically Ronin, also repositions the opponent off of their Infinity Formula. Yeah, I mean, Infinity Formula, that's, that is a really good one. I, I like, between Infinity Formula and Superpower Scoundrels, I always have trouble between those two, just because I like that, that layout a lot. Like, I, I like B-maps because mm -hmm. when I'm building my list, I find a way to, like, split my list in half and, like, play on this half or play this half or, like, want to throw everything on one side and almost nothing on the other. And, like, mm -hmm. I enjoy that about B-maps. Uh, F-maps with, uh, with Superpower Scoundrels, I mean, 
that is a really good that, that that's a really fun especially against X Men. That's mm-hmm. a really good Yeah. For sure. Um and I think we actually have a solid scoundrels team with uh Red Skull, Master of Hydra, allowing us that extra body to sit on points. Okay, well, do you want any other than Mayor Fist, do you want any other I mean we're Hydra, we're not great on power economy, but we're not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do I, anything else speak out to you? I don't think we're a pay-to-flip team. Demons. I could see demons. Um, I could also see riots. Um, yeah. Yep. Just lay into the fact that we're going to heal above all. Yeah. And just out heal our opponent in a way. I can see that being. I would a almost player. rather play. I would almost rather play riots over um, infinity formula, just for that matter. Just because. I would rather get the heals than the re- uh, and the um, extra power, mm-hmm. but that's just because I'm looking at it from like a hydro lens. Yeah, and I think Ronan loves healing a bunch. Yeah, the more he heals, I mean, the more the longer he stays on the table, the better. Yeah, the more he people he's pushing, the more people he's throwing. Mm-hmm. My God, I I cannot like I can't believe how many people sleep on Ronan's build. Oh yeah. Is, Five dice physical wild throw on a four threat. That's that's freaking Thor level. Mm-hmm. That's Thor and Immortal Hulk level. Yep. On a four threat, who's actually pretty tanky against a lot of uh, a lot of the meta. I feel like a lot of the meta nowadays is shooting for a lot of energy attacks because a lot of people are more weak to energy. Attacks. Yeah. So I feel like that's why A Force is doing good. Like uh, look at Guardians has a lot of energy attacks. So. Ronan's better on energy attacks than he is on physical. Mm-hmm. So he's got a four energy. Um, what's the what's the painted flip that does energy? Maybe we want to try to shoot for that. Though. So there are two of them because we have uh, portals over Roman spider people, which is the D map. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the D map, or the one I think we might want to go for is Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, which is the I map, which is like the kind of slanted yeah. midline. Let's do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, um, so you want to do uh, Infinity Formula, Deadly Meteors, and Mayor Fist? Sure. All right, that sounds good. That's fun. Boy, that's that's really diverse, too. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Everything is, like, different. Like, especially Infinity Formula is a standout. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And on the secure end of the spectrum. Yeah, um... I, th- I think we should go for ones that um, you can only grab one of. Yeah. And I want to start out by saying I think we're a pretty good paranoia team. We got some healing factor characters in there, yeah. and we have heal off of the leadership. Yeah, that's one. Um, I, I play a good bit of uh, Hellfire Club, and that's what I really like with Hellfire Club, too, because of the healing. Mm-hmm. If you can get some healing in your leadership, uh, paranoia is a really good, really good... Uh, yeah. And the map is pretty favorable, too. Like, it's a lot of mid... It's almost like... I think it's like almost three on the midline or... Four. Two on the midline. And, like, yeah. They're, they're like... It's a, it's straight on the midline. Yeah. Like, I, I always like midline, good line. So, yeah, let's do Paranoia. That's a that's a great... Um, a great threat value, too. I think 16 mm-hmm. is really fun. And, like, a lot of teams can do 16 very well. And that makes it more fun to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're a senator's team. 
No. We're not really uh, grab and run. Yeah. Uh, Montessi isn't bad. I just think Montessi is a little too low scoring for us. Mm-hmm. We want to kind of score the game out and uh, keep our characters alive. How do we feel, feel then about Spider-Infected Invade Manhattan? Um, there's nothing wrong with Spider-Infected. 17 threats, good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not too scared about the uh, the pushes or the advance that comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Spider-Infected. So we got one left. Yeah. I don't think we're a research team. No. Um, we could do good with hammers, but everybody else takes hammers, so we'll let them take it. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think about scrolls? Love it's a pretty me. high threat. Love it's me a pretty high schools. threat. You can only hold one, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it really is a lot like uh, spider infected in the fact that oh, it yeah. pushes your characters around. Yeah, I, let's go with scrolls. Yeah, let's go schools. So, how does that All right. define what we want in our uh, picks for our out of affiliation slots? Okay, so we're looking at Crystal, Logan, and Black Hat. So um, let then, me look at it from Black Hat's perspective. Yeah. So we're looking at Paranoia, mm-hmm. um, which is great for her. Um, she doesn't have to worry about taking the damage if she strips it off of them, Yep. which is cool with Black Hat. Um, Spider Infected, uh, I feel like she's going to have, she's going to probably grab one pretty early. At, um with 17 points. So with a 17 point breakdown, I feel like um, we might not have room for Black Cat if we're taking Toad. Well, so, yeah, so maybe not Black Cat, but I can see a, a 17 build that's like Ronin, Strucka, Amenzola, uh, Spider Woman, and then another three threat. Okay. Like, like Zemo, yeah. So yeah, um, hmm. I think this might be the black uh, a black cat type team because she there are downsides yeah. to two of our extracts that black cat circumvents by not having to pick them up. And um, Crystal kind of comes with a tactic card, and I really like taking her. Black mm-hmm. cat doesn't, so you free up a tactic slot that way. Yeah, I'll go with black cat over Crystal. Cool, I'm cool with that. So now we go into our All tactic right, so cards. Yeah, so um, do you want to run down the team quick since we have it kind of yeah. locked in now? So we have All right. Ronin, Baron Strucker, Amenzola, Red Skull Massive Hydra, Baron Zemo, Spider-Woman, Toad, Logan the Wolverine, Black Cat, and Omega Red. Uh, we don't have Omega Red. I think you're missing Black Hulk. You're missing Hulk ah, over, yes. uh, over uh, Omega Red. Yes. We were, yeah. like, testing a lot of things, but we... Yeah. I know. I had, like, a 12-man roster there I was playing with. Yeah. So I'll get cool. you. So, <laughs> yes. So, Hulk over Omega Red. Cool. Yeah. So, obviously, we're taking Sleeper Agent. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronin does well, not come Let me with... ask you a question. So, we were talking about Bill a good bit. Would you rather have Bill over Logan? No. I I liked the conversation we had about Logan and giving us the extra... Uh, the healing factor. Yeah. 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 I'm on board with that. So, um, of course, we're taking Sleeper Agent. Yeah. Uh, well, wh- why don't we talk about restricted cards first? 
Cool. Um, I think we should take Brace. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we're an advanced R&D team. Uh, other than Zemo, I don't really see a t- see too much no. for advanced R&D. I think we're um, a solid patch-up team, though, because we do have a lot of health pools. But we are healing yeah. a bunch anyway. You're right, but we uh, do have Hulk. Well, no, we I talked mean, about this Hulk already. Patch-up is huge. <laughs> we talked about this already. Sacrifice yeah. with Ronin. Yes, we're doing it. Yeah. I love Sacrifice. Like, uh, if they ban that, I'd be so sad. Like, that's mm-hmm. the one card I'd really don't want to see. else is Sacrifice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then also we talked about exceptional healing. I think that's a really solid card. Um, okay, so you want all right. So so far we have brace, sacrifice, sleeper agent, exceptional healing. Yep. All right. I think we should actually definitely have kick em waller down. Yes. I know that's one of your favorite cards. Best but, art I mean, in Marvel. And best card for Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> clearly. Oh yeah, no. Great card. Great card. Completely agree. Um Are we doing scientific method? Absolutely. If we're playing Zola, mm-hmm. I, I really like that combo. I just think that makes I, I think there there's this um this funny build that I came up with that I played. I think it was eighteen points that had um Zola, Strucker, um Hydra, Red Skull, and um, Malekith in it. And I played um, uh, two more shall rise or something like that. Yeah, the card that gives you the uh, the extra leadership. Uh-huh. I threw Strucker out there and I hit him with uh, scientific method, and he didn't die. So I wasted the card. But it was like it was scientific method on Strucker is ridiculous. Like I don't know why they thought that was. That was an acceptable idea, but like scientific structure on or scientific method on structure mm-hmm. is like so strong. Like for a three threat, oh, it's crazy. I really like it on him a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think we should put scientific method in. Absolutely. <laughs> so that leaves us four more slots. Are there any like character or affiliation cards that jump out to you? All right, so we can talk about three of them here. Okay. Let's talk about the three Hydra cards. Uh, the High Council. Let's talk about that one first. I don't think what we're do going think? to get the people on the board to do it because we're focusing on Ronan, and I don't think... I right. think we'll want to take other characters sense. to showcase Ronan rather than trying to do High Council shenanigans. Okay. I mean, it's cool when it happens. It's fun, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's hard to get off. Um, okay, here's another one that I don't hear too much about that I think is kind of cool. What do you think about Inevitable Betrayal? So, I love this card. But I do, too. Mostly, I really do, too. I play this mostly, though, with Sin, because I think she can power it out, like, and uh, turn two or turn three, depending on how you're doing. Wow. And, and that's a very early play of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, I think overall, it's a very good shout. With our current list, do you think it fits in? Yeah, I, I... I think there could be a really cool, like, end-of-game turn oh, yeah. where um, you do interrogate an inevitable betrayal together and mm-hmm. pull out a victory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am down to put it in. Let's do it. All right. Um, so here's a funny card that I wanted to ask you about. What do you think of occult research? 
where his um he gets he gets to stagger everybody around him, but Red Skull then gets to perform an additional action every single time. I think it every is single round. I think it's very potentially powerful. Um it's a card that I don't actually have a lot of table experience with, so I have Yeah. Like less to comment on, but I think it's fascinating. So if we want to go for it, I'm down to go for it. I'm all for the fascinating cards, and I think that um, Red Skull Master Hydra is going to give a lot. I mean, yeah. he usually does in Hydra. He, he's a pretty important part of it, whether it's um, attrition or control or even just the grunts kind of thing. Like I think that um, I think Hydra Red Skull with his five threat makes up for, like, Zemo and Bob with their five-threat kind of thing. Because it's, it's almost two characters with the grunts. Mm-hmm. But you have pretty close to the same output. I mean, you get you get to count blanks. I, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like you can do a lot with five-threat and red skull mm-hmm. versus a two and a three. Like, yeah, very fair. Um, so to give, him, to give him an extra activation is huge, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. An extra action for yeah, sure. We could try it. Uh, not that it's ever going to make a five cut, but it's it, it can't it can't hurt to put it in there. Yeah. Uh, um. Since we have Hulk, what do you think about uh, Gamma Launch? Gamma Launch is really really interesting. Um. Gamma Launch Ronin turn one. <laughs> I I think that does <laughs> have potential, but it's also putting Ronin very. It's putting whoever you Gamma Launch forward. Perfect. Very Perfect. out on a limb. <laughs> Perfect for Ronan, right? <laughs> he wants to get beaten up. He wants to throw judgment. He wants to, um, what's his pre-justice people? Yeah, I could see it. Let Let's go for it. It's been a while since I've seen you know, it on the table. It was just, it was just a joke. <laughs> I mean, it was a joke more than anything else. Um, if we find other cards to throw in there, I'm happy with it. Yeah, let's let's put it in but the maybe up? pile then. Yeah, we'll pencil it in. Uh, <laughs> All right, so that's that. Those are the the hot topics I want to talk about: inevitable betrayal and occult research. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? What are the next ones for you? Uh, next There's one, another um, another hydro card that might stick out. I I'm not that big on world domination. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's such a gimmicky card. I don't think it. Um, I don't think it's terrible. It's just so situational. Yeah. That I don't want to play it. Uh, I do want to talk about an objective card, though, and it is Mission Objective. Yeah, Mission Objective. That is such a good card. Yeah. I mean, we're playing we're playing a team that, that really cares about objectives. If we're running Black Cat and uh, Spider-Woman, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, how do you feel about Double Agent? I love it. I love Double Agent. I think that's a great card. Mm-hmm. So I think we put um, that in over Game Launch as our final card? Cool. Yeah, that's a way better card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted to throw Game Launch in there. Just, I mean, if we have the points to throw 10 points of Splash in, which we probably can um, with uh, with Hulk and um, with Ronin. Ronin, we could Game Launch him. But, yeah, I- I'm cool with uh, the other cards. Yeah. But that is a complete list. Yeah, that's a good list, too. 
So for everyone at home, the full list is Ronan the Accuser, Baron Strucker, Armin Zola, Red Skull Master of Hydra, Baron Zemo, Spider-Woman, Toad, Logan the Wolverine, Black Cat, Hulk, and then for tactic cuts, we have Sleeper Agent, Brace for Impact, Sacrifice, Scientific Method, Exceptional Healing, Kick Them While They're Down, Inevitable Betrayal, Occult Research, Mission Objective, and Double Agent. For Secures, we have Mayor Fisk Vows to Find Missing Witnesses, Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, and Infinity Formula Goes Missing. And then for Extracts, we have Paranoia Pummels Populous, Spider Infected Invade Manhattan, and Schools Infiltrate World Leadership. Oh, I love it. I love it. That is a good list, too. Fantastic. Logan, Ronan, Hulk. Yeah, that's a good list. Who else we splash? Black Cat and Toad. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you think we have too many splashes in this list? We have two, three, four, five. That's half the list of splash. I don't think it's that do bad. Because we have yeah. the option to go triple three and then escalate into a four and a five. Uh, I think we're going to be fine. Especially since some okay. of those splashes are high threat, so we can still make affiliation. Uh, we can still keep to being five wide at twenty points. Right. Yeah, and we got a couple low ones with Toad and uh, Black Cat. They're pretty yeah. low in threat as well, mm-hmm. so they're good to throw in there when uh, when the points are scarce. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, so what 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 do you think is um, the ideal um, Hydra fifteen threat roster that we can make? Do you think it's like Ronan, Strucker, uh, Zola, Zemo, Toad? Or would you rather go like Zola, or uh, Strucker, Ronan, Zola, and Red Skull? I think it depends on the crisis. I think if we're yeah. on a wide crisis, I think you want to go the five wide. And if we're on a narrow fight, if we're on Gamma Wave, I'm bringing Red Skull there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> If people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Um, I'm on the Discord. That's Big Al. Uh, all one word. Um, I use the um, the Red Sun Superman like as my logo and my mm-hmm. avatar, uh, just because I really like that that uh, story of Superman, and uh, it doesn't transverse into Marvel very well. But <laughs> maybe one day they'll make Hyperion. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, reach out to me on Discord, and um, I am going. I travel to Florida pretty often. So, if you live in Florida, whether it be like Orlando, Tampa, Miami, all the areas, if you live in in Florida, reach out to me. Just to shoot me a DM or something, and uh, just say, "Hey, I live so and so. Are you going to be in my area?" And I'll I'll let you know. And uh, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to meet up with more people. Fantastic, and. Uh, this Saturday is going to be the LVO IS quali- uh, LVO Invitational Series Qualifier at Mark's Boarding House in Bellevue that I am running. So if you are interested, there are still tickets available as of time of recording. I don't know what it's going to be like by the time that we reach uh, Thursday release day. Uh, but if you are interested, come on down and play. Uh, and then awesome. as long as everything goes to plan we will also be doing streams of it but again we're we're waiting for to make sure all of our tech works before shouting that out super heavily so yeah absolutely hey i'm um i have 
I've been to Washington and I've met you personally, like, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been to Mox, and it is a cool place. Oh yeah, and it's a lot. It, it, there aren't gaming stores like that in Pennsylvania. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mox is a cool place. It is a cool place to game. It's a cool place to shop. Uh, and they have a restaurant in there too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to leave the gaming table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's awesome. if you want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash Lexa White, where not only do you get the dark hold my uh by uh my twice a month series on what I've been playing at my locals, uh and all the hidden tech I am possibly discovering there. You also get uh Bonus episodes where I sit down with a guest and talk about uh, various different TV or movies. I just had an episode with my good friend Ed where we talked about The Faculty, the fantastic 1999 Robert Rodriguez film. Um, And also you get access to the Morlocks Discord. Um, If you want to email the show, you can do so at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. And if you want to see me play something completely different... Saturday mornings at twitch.tv slash Games. Uh, I am sitting there down with the titular codeapp to play some Arkham Horror the Card Game. Ooh. Yes. I heard very good things about that game. Very good things about that game. It is, honest to God, I think my favorite board game. Yeah, I heard you say that a lot. <laughs> Not going to lie, I heard you say that a lot. I, um, I'm more of a uh, Settlers of Catan board game guy, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. Cool. And keep experimenting, people.